Welcome back. It's another episode of From Dude to Dad. I'm Chris Pagula. And I'm Brian Laurel. And today we have a great episode lined up for y'all. We are going to address a topic that was presented to us via one of you listeners through an Instagram DM. I love when that happens. Yeah, it's so great to get feedback, you know, and to have interaction. So um, I'm excited for this episode. So this uh, gentleman sent us a message on um, via Instagram, a uh, direct message to us. We will not mention his name because he did not mention that he would like to be mentioned. Um, but also, if you go to dudetodadshow.com, excuse me, from dudetodadshow.com, and you look in the lower right-hand corner, there is a blue microphone icon. If you tap on that with your smartphone, you can talk right into your phone and leave us a voicemail. We've uh, played messages before on the show. We're always looking for feedback, for ideas, for topics. Uh, questions, etc., or just to check in and tell us where you're coming from, and we'll give you a little bit of a shout out. But Chris, before we go into the topic of the day, um, a couple of things I want to bring up. One is you all have been great. We love the feedback that we're uh, getting on the show. If you are enjoying the show, if you could do two things for us. One, tell your friends about it. If you have buddies that are having kids for the first time or they just became a dad, they're dads, they're into this sort of thing, um, they um, they should be listening. And we would love it if you would be the one to introduce us to them. The other thing that would be fantastic is if you are enjoying the show, if you could go to Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a positive review. That would be great. That would be so helpful. We have some some bigger things planned that we will be announcing in the not-too-distant future, and having more reviews will help us ever so much. And if you really don't like the show, then forget I said that. I don't want your review. <laughs> just, to, just leave us positive reviews. Um, okay, so real quick, I have a, just a, a little uh, minor rant. Uh, this past week, uh, Chris, you may have heard a, a gentleman was uh, killed in Michigan at a gender reveal party. And they had a confetti cannon that exploded and sent shrapnel into the crowd and killed one of the attendees. I think he was 26 years old. So um, my rant is stop doing this shit. Stop with the dumb, stupid, drunken, high ways of trying to outdo your friends or your family that did a gender reveal stop trying to go viral stop trying to make a big thing out of it just freaking okay nobody cares about the gender of your child as much as you and your significant other nobody even the, the grandparents okay fine but you don't need to make a big spectacle out of it we have fires massive massive fires people lost their homes because of a gender reveal pyrotechnic gone wrong this past summer i mean Hundreds of thousands of acres were burned because of somebody being a jackass. You have this person that is dead now. Like this couple is going to know that their child, the, 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 the gathering they had for their child killed somebody. Like someone isn't alive anymore because of this. So I understand, guys, you probably don't give a rat's ass about the gender reveal, and 99% of the time, it's probably the woman that wants to. That's not true. It's probably half the time the, the wife is like, oh, let's do this, and the guy's like, let's add fire. Let's have things that blow up. Let's make this cool. Let's try to man this up a little bit. So I, I retract my previous statement, but it doesn't change the fact that this needs to stop, and this is like way out of control. 
I just do the balloon filled with the pink or the blue confetti and you pop it and there's confetti all over the place that you have to clean up or do a freaking cake or the cupcakes where the middle you bite into it and the middle is pink or blue. Like, let's go back to that simple stuff because nobody cares. You can have a get together at your house and they're going to enjoy it. Even if there's nothing blowing up, even if there aren't flamethrowers and shit going up into the sky, like stop it, stop it. And if you're a significant other, I understand you're dealing with a pregnant woman she's hormonal and if she's the one the driving force of i want to do something really over the top because my sister did something and damn it she got a hundred thousand views on youtube i want to get a million like stop with that just absolutely stop it's it's getting old and and we're just mentioning a couple of things these things happen all the time people get hurt people get maimed people get injured you know fires are started houses are burned down because of dumb stuff like this so that is the end of my rant Chris, um, I will hand it over to you. First of all, what like what do you what do you think of these gender reveals? I know we've talked about it before, but now that someone has actually died from it, I'm kind of I'm just done. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, man. It's just way too much, excessive, not necessary. You know, buy a cupcake, buy a cake, or just you know use your good old communication mouth and say this is what I'm getting. <laughs> yes, yes, so. yes. Okay, so got that uh, got that out of the way, Chris. Why don't you uh, read our message that we got on DM via Instagram? That I will. And just as a note, this is from a person in Michigan. So fingers crossed. Oh, man. No relation. I know. I know. So positive energy to you, my friend. All right. So this, this specific listener wanted us to address comforting your partner's anxieties. And specifically, he went on to say how his wife is about eight weeks and that they've seen the heartbeat at 160 beats per minute but she's just worried. We suffered Mm. two miscarriages, but this is the furthest she's been. She's worried about everything, about her diet, what people will think about them having a baby during the pandemic, about him working with people. You name it, it's crossed her mind. So, man, this is like definitely a topic that everyone is going to relate to for sure. And I think it's important to say before we dive into this that, you know, at the top, easing your partner's anxiety during pregnancy is no small task. It's Mm -mm. definitely something that's going to take work, but staying strong, following through with a plan, which we hope to provide you with on this episode, um, will help you get to there and get there and see the light at the end of the tunnel. So you and your partner can feel safe, secure, and, and excited on this new journey. Yeah. So I, I can definitely chime in from personal experience on this. As I've mentioned on previous episodes, uh, my wife and I, we had, um, First of all, we had years of not being able to get pregnant. Then we finally did, and we were over the moon. Everything was great, and we told everybody, and we lost that child. And that was, um, I can only imagine for this uh, this gentleman that wrote in and his wife, um, that the feeling that you have when you have a miscarriage is, it's almost like you you're you want to you want to join a club, but you're not you're not invited. You're not invited unless you have a kid. So you feel like you're left out and there's depression that, that uh, goes hand in hand with that. And, and I have to imagine as a, as a woman, she's probably feeling, I mean, he's asking about what she eats. She freaks out about what she's eating and everything. Yeah. I can only imagine when you've been through that, um, that you feel responsible and you're like, what could I have done different? Should I not have eaten this? Did I eat too much of that? Did I not, you know, what, a lot of these things are out of our control, and I know that that's not going to help her, but 
for me personally, when we lost our child, when the first time around, cloud nine, we're excited. We're talking about baby names. We're, you know, just fat, dumb, and happy. Well, I'm, my wife wasn't fat then. Um, or was she ever? But um, we were talking about the nursery, and it's it was it was it was awesome. And then we lost that child, and so when we were pregnant with our you know our daughter who's about to turn five, there was no joy in that pregnancy. There was absolutely no joy. We didn't talk about names. We didn't talk about the nursery. We didn't talk about any of that until probably a couple months before she was due, um, because. We were too sad. It hurt too much, and we didn't want to allow ourselves uh, to 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 let our guard down. And so, feeling that anxiety, I'm right there with you. And this gentleman that wrote in, if he's feeling the same way, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he mentioned if he's feeling that way or if it's just his wife. But it's, it, I, I feel for you. And um, we're going to talk about right now about some things you can do. But first and foremost, know that just saying it's going to be okay and don't worry about it is not the right angle to start off, start right. off with with something like this. Yeah, no. I mean, it's really what you described, Brian, um, for both you and and your wife, it sounds like you both like shut down, right? It's just because it was just so traumatic for you guys going through this. And that's often what happens with women going through concerning issues during pregnancy. And, and most often, they don't even confide in anyone over their anxiety for fear of being labeled or uh, for fear of also not being taken seriously. So it's important for you as the dad to be able to be available to just like listen and validate what she is experiencing and the fear that she's going through. Because like you said, you're going to want to go to right to the solution and say, okay, this is what we should do. This is what we should do. And, and, and this happened to me too when, when we went, my wife and I went to our first doctor appointment to even see if she can get pregnant because she has lupus. And we went to a specialist and I've spoken about this, I think on other episodes, but the specialist after four hours having us wait, um, came into the room, threw down a file that basically ranted off saying, you know, stillborns are born because of lupus, uh, all this other stuff going on, all this negativity. We left in tears and mm. we just felt hopeless and we didn't do anything for days on and just because we were so depressed and I was trying to to make my wife feel better saying, well, wait, we don't need to worry about it. We don't, we can do other options, adopt this, this, and this. It wasn't stuff she wanted to hear. But right. when I was able to actually listen and observe her and, and just validate what she's going through, it actually took away a lot of the pressure and it took a lot of, started to like unfold her anxiety and make her feel better. Because if you think about it, like Emotions go through this weird cycle, or we all go through weird cycles when we feel things. Emotions lead to thoughts or vice versa, right? Which in turn ignites your body's nervous system, resulting in the following reactions like dizziness, racing heart, shortness of breath, and on and on. So this is a pattern that's very difficult to, to break through. And um, you know, one of the ways to be able to do that, having success, is by listening, talking, and therapy. Therapy is one of the things that like is definitely something that can be a great way to put an end to this pattern. Um, it's, you got to be open to it, but um, it's something that definitely can be a huge, huge help. So suggestion. When we had our miscarriage, we had probably a good week or so of just feeling just upset and 
we felt like outsiders and, you know, we went out to dinner, I remember one night, and it was like a joke everywhere at this table was a family with a baby. Over there was a family with a baby. Oh, out on the sidewalk was a family pulling it, pushing a double stroller with babies. And you felt very, you know, like an outsider. So what we found, though, and what I would encourage you to this gentleman that wrote into us and those of you that are listening that may be experiencing the same thing, have your wife just open up to a friend who has children about it. Because the thing we were surprised by, Chris, almost everybody we know has experienced a a miscarriage. Yeah. Not all, not a, not everybody, but we didn't, and then we didn't feel like such outsiders all of a sudden. It's like, wait, what? Right. And, and it's like, you know, one friend is like, oh yeah, no, I had a miscarriage. Oh no, I had two miscarriages. We, we had one friend who had multiple miscarriages and she's like, oh no, I've had like six miscarriages and I'm standing behind my wife out of her field of vision doing the whole cutting slide, oh. you know, across my throat to this woman. <laughs> right. Like, no, that, I don't want her to hear that, that this could happen five or six more times. But, here, talking to another woman, talking to you as her husband is only going to go so far. She needs to talk to somebody who is a female who has been pregnant, and she will probably be very surprised because it's nothing you don't, you don't, I, I know people share things on social media, but a lot of people are very private about this. And so when you think about it, most of the, 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 uh, the uh, miscarriages happen early in the pregnancy, and a lot of times they happen before people announce them for that reason, out of superstition or whatever. They want to wait till the second trimester and wait till the baby's cooked a little bit more, whatever. You will probably, she will probably be surprised to find that many of her friends have experienced that as well. And then at that point, then she's got someone to confide in. Then she's got someone to affirm her in a way that you will not be able to. And um, again, it's still you still have to be strong and you still have to help and you still need to be there and support and listen and validate. But I, if she has not already, suggest that she reach out to some of her friends who are mothers. And she may not want to, especially if you haven't had children yet. She may not want to do that. She's like, I don't want to hear about what they have to say about their kids. No, no, no. You tell them, you call them, and you just say, I'm having a rough time. I know I probably didn't tell you yet. We were pregnant. We lost the baby. There's a good chance that if she talks to a few friends, probably, you know, at least half of them are going to say, oh, yeah, no, we had had miscarriages too. Then... That weight will be lifted. That that shame, that guilt will be will be lifted because you know this gentleman's asking about what the wife should eat and and worried about everything. That's completely understandable. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, short thing short. I mean, to put it shortly, uh, to put it shortly, um, misery loves company, right? So when you can find a community that has shared experience, and and if you don't have friends, which most likely you do, but if you don't have friends who've experienced this, maybe online there are groups that you can find that have shared experiences um, during pregnancy of having experienced something like this, a loss, or or even experiencing you know conditions of high blood pressure or whatever issue you may have. Um, you know, you you definitely want to seek out others that have a shared experience like you. Um, you know, another thing, Brian, that us dads can do in situations like this is learn what the triggers are for our partners when we see that they're starting to get ramped up in the anxiety. And one of them can even be like the household uh, responsibilities. You know, your wife may be really overwhelmed with having to deal with the childcare and cleaning and cooking. So, you know, being able to step in and be like, hey, babe, let me take something off your plate. What is it that I can do? You know, specifically now during COVID, 
I'm like the cook in the house. I'm cooking everything and doing the dishes and, and taking care of the house because my wife has other, you know, responsibilities going on. So that has made life way less stressful for her and me. And it started breaking down that cyclical emotional cycle I expressed earlier. And that like you're avoiding the reactions that you get from feeling overwhelmed. So, you know, stepping in and, um, you know, stepping up to the plate as much as you can and learning those triggers will really, really be helpful for you. And there's plenty of opportunity for you guys to, and I know right now we're saying we're, we're talking COVID. We're in February of 2021. If you're listening to this later in the year, hopefully COVID's gone. I've mentioned that before, but find something to also get your mind off of things like take her, go for a nice walk, make a little picnic and go to a park somewhere or, you know, go to your favorite restaurant and, you know, get a table out on the patio away from whatever you're comfortable with. Like just also it's very easy to just sit in your house and just be stressed out of your mind. That's, that's not a healthy thing to do. And I know that, um, you know, with encouragement from you, uh, you know, she can, you know, find some, some calm in this and some positivity in this, um, as well. And what, what Chris said, as far as, you know, taking things off of her plate, uh, to, to lighten the, the, not only the, the burden of physical things that need to be done, but just lighten the, the burden of things she needs to think about, you know, whether, you know, maybe she handles all the bills right now. We've talked about in our financial episode, you know, maybe you take that over, you take some of that over somehow, but like talk it through and let her know, like, I'm hearing you. And what can we do and ask first before you make suggestions, you know, what, what can I do to help? And she may not know. She may say, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. You're a guy. I don't know. And that's fine too. You know, it's not, and that doesn't make you useless. You're still there. You're still in her corner and that's what she wants more than anything else. But she just probably just wants you to listen. Yeah. And, and, you know, Brian, you can also be proactive in the way of, um, you know, if, if your partner is resistant to seeking medical help, uh, you could go and, and, and put a call into the doctor saying, look, um, you know, these are symptoms my wife is experiencing. Is there anywhere that you can direct me so I can get self-supported help online specifically? Um, or, Great idea. Yeah. Or, you know, if they're, not, uh, if they're not responsive to therapy, perhaps there's medication that is safe to take to ease anxiety. There's definitely even um, uh, homeopathic options that are really, really um, helpful and safe that people can can turn to. So, you know, just don't don't judge the path you're going to take with it. You know, seeking medical help is awesome. Uh, medication, if necessary, therapy, if necessary. But if if nothing else, again, we're going to go back to the observing, listening and being judgment free and just being available. I mean, there's there's basically that's that's uh, the number one um, I think pattern that you've got to really digest and take in to to be useful. You know, a couple of minutes ago you mentioned going online and looking for forums. That's a great thing. If she's not comfortable with going and getting counseling, I'm hoping and praying that she has friends that she can reach out to. But if she doesn't have those friends or doesn't feel comfortable with doing that, um, she wants to remain a little bit more anonymous in this. Uh, there are there's a Reddit thread for everything under the sun. 
on Facebook. There's a group for everything under the sun. You Google something, there's probably, you know, there's probably even hospitals and, and uh, pediatric websites that have, uh, I know there's things for postpartum depression. We're not talking about that right now. Um, we're talking about while you're pregnant and the stress uh, that comes with that. Um, so do some Googling. And, um, and if she's doesn't know where to start, then, you know, maybe it's on you to find some of these and just send her some links and say, Hey, oh babe, I went through and found five or six things. This one and this one appear to be the best. Maybe check them out and just see what, see what you think. Um, that's, that's probably the, the best, uh, the best that you can do. So, um, you know, the, know, know that we're just a couple of dumb guys here. We're not, uh, we're not doctors and we're not claiming to be with, you know, with any of this. And that's why we're suggesting that you seek out, um, help, um, from others, whether they're professional or personal, just people that have experienced, have experience with this, uh, prior. Yeah. And I'll say, Brian, one thing to add to that is that we've been there, you know, so we've been there, done that. So that's why we're offering what we're offering. And with that, I think it's maybe time to close this episode out because we've hit the 20-minute mark. So we hope you guys will continue to listen and check out the next episode of From Dude to Dad.